Welcome everyone. This is the Tech Talk of ICQ and we have a very good subject for today, which is... We're going to talk about seniority and, and what it means to be an experienced engineer. This is something that's a really subjective thing. When you say I'm a senior engineer, it will mean something different whether you work at a company like Uber where I'm working at or, uh, or a different company, small company, big company. But today we're going to talk about what my experience or our experience is in, in this topic and we'll, we'll go around this one. My name is Valint Farkas and for the past seven years I have been working as an agile coach mainly with engineering teams, leaders of these teams and sometimes the leaders of the leaders of the leaders. And So you, you've done a lot of work around this and, and I'm, I'm Gergely Oros. Uh, I work as an engineering manager at Uber in Amsterdam. I've been here for about three years and before Uber, I worked at various tech companies in London, uh, mainly at Skyscanner, Skype, and a few others. All right, so let's fire it up. Let's begin with somewhere. What is the career path? What, because I think if you check out any company's job description, then you see that usually a manager has a bullet point which is called responsible for the career, career path of, of the subordinate. What does it mean to you? Yeah, so that's I think, a great way to start it off. Career paths are really interesting and most companies have somewhat defined career paths. Some have really well-defined career paths, the bigger they are. At a startup, you start off and you're just an engineer or you might get the title senior engineer or whatever. Everyone starts the same way. But after a while, you have to differentiate. I would say when you have about 10, 20, maximum 30 people, you want to introduce some sort of notion of who is more experienced, who's less experienced. And fast forward, most companies today implement some level of career ladders, which typically is the entry level software engineer, often called junior or just simply software engineer, uh, not belittling the fact that you already know how to do certain things. There's the senior level, which is quite common across the industry. Mm -hmm. It does mean different things for different companies. And then for bigger companies or companies who are really focused on individual career growth, you have the level above it, which is often called staff, engineer, principal, distinguished, and so on. But I, I like to think of it as these three levels, the kind of entry level or, or when you're starting out in the industry, a senior and whatever comes above mm -hmm. senior, which mm -hmm. is an interesting thing to talk about. Right. And what, what's the differentiator for you? To me, the biggest differentiator just before we, we jump back, I just want to add one last thing. Right. So career path, I just talked about what you do when you just don't want to work with, you don't want to manage people. So because management is also part of these career ladders, a lot of people, including myself, you start off as a software engineer, you write code, you solve problems, you realize you like it, you start mentoring. And sooner or later, you make this choice of, do I want to work more with people and you go into engineering management, or do I just not want to take on that part and keep on growing as an individual? individual contributor. So you, you do have that kind of management. And then of course, there's some other things. Some people will switch over to be product managers, mm -hmm. etc. But today mm -hmm. I say, let's focus on the people who say, look, I, I don't want to deal with the whole management part, either because I don't like it or because I don't find it exciting. Mm -hmm. I just want to keep being better and better at software engineering. All right. All right. So our aim is to give some knowledge about this, talk about our experience regarding how, what tools do you have as a, 
as an engineer who would like to grow in your position or as a manager, how can you, what tools do you have to, to coach or mentor people? Yeah, so the, everyone will tell you differences and, and there might be some differences in the companies, but yes. my experience specifically with working at places like, like Skype or Microsoft and Skyscanner Sky and Uber, places that are going really fast and places are product-focused companies. This means that you're building products and you're really close to the customer. So you build something, you ship it, uh, you often use continuous integration. Uh, typically, your code is live within hours. You don't have to go through a lot of these uh, uh, different steps, but because of this, you have a strong notion of what you're building and who mm-hmm. you're building for. Uh, and the other uh, point of these companies, they're growing, they're growing quite quickly. So in these places, the, the differences between like a software engineer, senior, and a, I'm just going to use the term staff engineer, which mm-hmm. you can think of it as principal or distinguished. The difference is in, in your impact and how, how much impact you're having. What do you mean by impact? Sorry. So impact meaning uh, when you get work done, what's the kind of last radius, if, if you will. Mm-hmm. So the software engineer, you typically pick up tasks. Mm-hmm. You work on a part of a system uh, and something you take something that's pretty well defined. Mm-hmm. Often your team lead or, mm-hmm. or senior engineer will, mm-hmm. will break it down and mm-hmm. say, why don't you get this part done mm-hmm. and then you ship it. Uh, when you move one level up, so you're kind of there at the, you, you do well-defined problems that are, are moderately complex, if you will. Yeah. Uh, it's it, it's still difficult work, but you don't have to think too much about the, the boundaries. Mm-hmm. At, at the next level, the kind of senior level, you take ownership of whole projects. So you might take something like we're launching a, a, a whole a new a new feature in an app, which a bunch of people will use, and it is quite complex. How are we going to get this whole thing done? Uh, as a senior engineer, you might you now take you're kind of expected to take ownership of this whole problem, mm-hmm. break it down, work with product managers, mm-hmm. with other parts of the business, mm-hmm. and help uh, and, and work with the team, sometimes even potentially uh, lead that team, mm-hmm. uh, and help them get it done, of course, while you also pull your weight. So now yeah. you're jumping into the most complex, into complex problems, you're mentoring people, coaching people, and so on. Okay. And, and some companies differentiate sometimes between senior engineer and a lead. I like to just bundle them all together. Uh, you can kind of pull it out if you really mm-hmm. want to. Mm-hmm. And then the really interesting, the really exciting part for me is what comes after that, because a lot of people who I've, I, I know and myself included for a long time, I, I didn't really know what's beyond this, because this mm-hmm. is already what I described as these, these kind of, this kind of senior engineer could, could be a founder at a, at a startup. They, could, they, they often have the title yes. of VP of engineering at a 10% company, yes. that kind of stuff. So what comes after that? And after that, the staff level typically is when you impact the whole company consistently. So the bigger the company, the of course the bigger the impact. But a good good way to think of it is at Uber, we have staff engineers mm-hmm. who have built our payment system that's that that put down the the, the core design and, and have built the system end to end leading mm-hmm. a large team across a lot of different teams, a lot of different units that now processes all of our payments and it moves a bunch of money in, in the billions when there's a problem with it, uh, the impact is in the millions. And they and this is a problem that's way beyond just one project. It, 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 it's between different groups. They have to influence a lot of people. They have to push forward sometimes. Mm-hmm. They have mm-hmm. to be tactful other okay. times. So it's really, to, to I think, to go above that traditional senior role, mm-hmm. you need to have a place where you can have the impact. Okay. Uh, and then it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of challenges and a lot of growth. So you're saying, in a nutshell, that it's about what complexity can you tackle? 
with how many people you do that, what's your impact, what kind of decisions and how you make decisions. Yeah. And, and finally, these regions not really own, owned by a group or, 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 or belonging to an organization rather than somewhere in the, in, in the center, on the, in the middle. Between yeah, them. so I, I usually like to think of it as scope and impact. Okay. Scope mean scope being the the complexity, as, mm-hmm. as you put it, and impact the output. All because right. I'll, I'll give an example of of a lot of times as software engineers we love complex problems, and I, I've I've seen people who are often you know wanting to to demonstrate that they're able to solve complex problems. They go off and they solve a really complex problem. A good example is you build a whole new type of compiler or design language. Uh, declarative language that mm-hmm. will generate models, which is really complex and really interesting yeah. and a really hard problem. But if it doesn't have the impact, meaning, let's say, if you work at uh, a, a company that uh, is selling ads yep. and it has no impact on the ads business, then it's not really you're not really helping the company. So when you're at this uh, this staff level, you really need to understand where does the company. Uh, make their profits. How 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 can I do? How can I take the interesting problems or actually the complex problems, which are mm-hmm. often not interesting, that will help this company move forward? So these these engineers will often take uh, problems like, oh, our engineering organization is really slow mm-hmm. because we have these legacy systems. How are we going to speed that up? Mm-hmm. Or uh, we need to get faster to market, or we need to experiment faster. All right. Uh, got a little challenging question for you. So. You said that, okay, these somewhat belonging to titles, these complexity or impact belonging mm-hmm. to titles. Um, do you think that when, when, when you're an engineer in, in one of these teams who's, who's working on, 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 as you said, tasks, um, how can you have the best idea? So you have the best idea mm-hmm. in the world. How can you make that idea alive? Mm-hmm. And maybe you're not... A, not agreeing with the senior mm-hmm. member of the team. So what can you do? Yeah, so I'll, I'm just going to backtrack a little bit. And you said that these, you know, these complexity is kind of okay. aligned with titles. All right. I just want to clarify that the, it's, it's usually aligned with the expectations. So let's say okay. when you're a staff engineer, you're expected to be able to solve these large problems. Yep. If you're a junior engineer, you might solve it. And, and then you're like, wow, you're like, High five! You've gone way above your expectation. Mm-hmm. But if you're that staff engineer and you can't ship a, you know, like yeah. uh, this project, it's so just want to make it clear that it's not like hey, only people with a certain title do certain. All right. Things. But back to your question, uh, yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm new at the organization, or I, I have this idea, or mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not as experienced. You, if if this is a, a, a an organization where where you're really fostering growth mm-hmm. and, and you're really making it inclusive. Mm-hmm. You just put your idea on the table. Okay. And actually those people, usually a lot of my expectation of, of these really uh, great engineers mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. people with fancy titles is okay. they're really supportive. They, they should okay. be there to actually help you, right. help you put your idea together, uh, teach you in a, okay. in a gentle way All and right. often, just, often just let you even fail. Uh, let, if, if it's possible, uh, <laughs> You know, I think great places you come say, hey, I have this idea. And, and the answer is, instead of the no, but the, the yes, and All right, that's a great idea. And how should we move forward? Okay. And, and this is actually a lot of things what I, I personally see as, as, so the place that I work with a lot of really, uh, some, some, some of the engineers who are, who are, had organizational wide impact was at mm-hmm. Uber and Skyscanner. Mm-hmm. And at Uber, this is a typical setup. You have a team where you have these uh, influential engineers. They, 
with a bunch of junior engineers. Okay. And actually, their their success or, or their their role is when you're when you're someone who who has this organizational knowledge, you're you're mm-hmm. pulled in a lot of different directions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They want to mentor people and have yep. those people start to run the project. So often they start the project, they help, they they're very involved. When things are looking good, they'll step out and and, and join the next uh, big project. So right. in most places, I would hope this would this should be a no-brainer and you should get a lot of support not only from your manager which is you know kind of important but especially from from these these people who you can look up to mm-hmm. who should be very approachable mm-hmm. humble mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, my biggest surprise is the people i know at, at at this level are just very nice people to talk to and they always make time for you i'm like how are you doing this you're so busy and okay. you know so many things so great okay. So apparently you should seek this place as well. So if you if you're not really seeing that this is happening around you, because I, I think some people sometimes see that this is not happening, then you should seek one of these. Yeah, it's it's, it's a tough question because I think you're you're used to working in a certain environment, and uh, I've I've had people who join from other places, mm-hmm. typically uh, places where, um, where 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 they were seen more as a resource so if you work at a place where you're called a resource yes. i i take this really seriously i in, in my mind we're talking about people who are mm-hmm. you know only replaceable to a certain extent mm-hmm. resource mm-hmm. means you're absolutely replaceable and if, if you work at a place where where where, where managers are are not not necessarily technical or you mm-hmm. feel that you don't mm-hmm. get mm-hmm. this kind of um support support yep. yeah then uh, there are places that are different of, of course so I'd be cautious to advise on what you should or, or, or should not do, but just just know that definitely, I, I think there's a big change going through a lot of, especially tech companies, but even non-tech companies, where people are trying to provide autonomy for for engineers because. So, so here, here's a, here's a secret. Why why why, why is that important? Why, <laughs> yeah. why, why is autonomy important? Yeah, yeah. I, I love the sarcastic question. The the secret is when people are motivated, they'll produce twice as much in the same time. Yes. That's that's the dirty secret that all the companies, all the top tech companies, starting from you know Google back in the days, continuing on with Facebook to the latest, the latest group of the current unicorns who mm-hmm. are going IPO and who have mm-hmm. been a success mm-hmm. story, mm-hmm. realize, get people motivated, get out of their way, and provide them a bit, a bit of support, and see them do great things. And this is why you know like some car manufacturers will turn around and and look, why could we not produce a ride-sharing application mm-hmm. like Uber? Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. there's a b- bunch of reasons, but I know for a fact that a lot of the, the, the culture is a lot more hierarchical. You have your place. Uh, and just to give an extreme example, uh, one of which is, is a bit, I find it hard to emphasize with because I've not worked in an environment, but one of my buddies told me that uh, he's advising a, a major bank in the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people use them and they're running a two or three year project that is revamping the bank to be a lot mm-hmm. more their services, rewriting mm-hmm. a bunch of their apps, mm-hmm. et cetera. Yes. The project is run as a, as a big waterfall project and they have six layers of project management. Okay. Uh, engineers work on the bottom two layers and the only decisions can be made from the third layer. So okay. if you're working at, you know, as a software engineer and you have an idea, you have to right. talk to your boss who talks to their boss okay. who will come back with a decision. So, yep. Yep. Um, and I think all of these companies realizing that they need to change. So and, yeah, and, and they are changing. Yes, and they need to change. They, they need to. Then they they need they need to change their managerial engineering practices pretty much. Just let's consider that you are an engineer, 
you're listening to all this and you're realizing, hey, I'm not there. I'm not in, in one of these places that these guys are talking about. So uh, me as an engineer, what, what kind of tools, what kind, what kind of yeah, tools do I have to, to change the environment where I am, where I can be heard, where my ideas can, can go up? So what, what, what can I do? How can I just tackle all this? What? Yeah, so that, that is a great question. And I've had a few people reach out to me on, on similar things. So clearly the, the first answer that a lot of people will think of is like, oh, I can just change companies, which is true. You can always do that. But I'm, I, I do think it's a really important thing before you is, is to realize that that might not solve your problems. So the number one thing that I've learned in the hard way and something I'm trying to teach people earlier is the person who owns your career and your success the most is yourself. It's not your manager. It's not the senior guy. It's not your manager's manager or not your mentor. If you have one, it's yourself. So you're going to have the biggest impact. So the first thing that you want to actually figure out is, is have that honest conversation with yourself. Or what do you want to do? What is it that you want to get better at? What are things that frustrate you right now? It might be that you're just you know, upset at how people don't care about cold quality around you, or mm-hmm. maybe you just don't feel your voice heard because you'd like to leave the project. Etc. There could be a lot of things, uh, and it's important that for you to, to clarify that. My personal example is I, uh, because if you don't, you you will typically end up uh, you'll probably end up leaving the team or the company, and you might not end up in a better place because you still don't know what you're after. So my example that when I realized this a bit later, I got frustrated with uh, with my team at, at one of my previous companies, uh, specifically my manager, because. I felt I did everything that he asked me to, and I, I still didn't get the opportunities, etc., that I, I hoped for. Mm-hmm. I changed teams, not much changed, and then I realized that I never talked about these things, even mm-hmm. with myself. I kind mm-hmm. of kept it a secret for mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. So step one is sit down and write down, or, or have a mental note, but it's probably even better to write down for yourself, where do you want to go, and, and what are things that you like to get to, or you like to change. Once you have that, that's great. You now have your goals. Now it's time to get a plan. So mm-hmm. you know your environment, you know where you are, mm-hmm. figure out what are things that you can, you can change. And once you have that, you're going to need an ally. Now, one of your strongest allies typically should be your manager. If, mm-hmm. if you don't get along with your manager and if you've got a really bad relationship with them, it'll be really tough because you might be doing great work, but you might not get recognized for it. But once you have a plan, as a manager, I can tell you, I, I love when people come to me and say, hey, here's the goals that I like to do. Here's the plan I was thinking about. What do you think? Mm-hmm. And can you help me do this? Mm-hmm. Managers exist for one reason. They're hired to make sure that the team works better with them than without them. Now, a team is a collection of people. So actually, the manager's goals are to have people who, are, who work, work a lot better. So right. I can almost guarantee that if you show up to your manager's desk and say, like, hey, here's my goals. Here's some of my frustrations. But I thought about it and I, I think... I have a start here, they're going to suddenly get on your side and, and they'll try to do whatever limited mm-hmm. or unlimited mm-hmm. support you have to give them. So that's not the, the, the first thing to just, right. just kind of focus on goals. The second thing that I found very, very useful in my career, a lot of times you'll have opportunities that, uh, that come around the corner. A lot of times they don't even look like opportunities. Sometimes there's this odd work that no one wants to do. Let's mm-hmm. say you're one of the most dreaded things that we have uh, when you work at a larger tech company is on-call, or it might be uh, working on this system that has a, a tons of tech depth. Mm-hmm. Work that either no one wants to do, maybe because it's new or mm-hmm. because it's too boring, mm-hmm. uh, but it's, it's important to do. 
take that opportunity. And especially if you're starting to feel that you're a bit bored or, or you're, you're not happy, do something new. It might mean learning a new language like Kotlin or, 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 or doing something else. It, it might mean uh, starting to add unit tests to an old piece of code that no one is touching and actually mm -hmm. starting to, to, to reduce the technical depth. Mm -hmm. When you do this, you start to learn a lot more. You, you push yourself to unknown territories and mm -hmm. you also get a lot of rounding points from your, your, the people around you because they know that you're now doing the thing that needs doing yeah. and not just a fun thing. Okay. One of the biggest mistakes I've seen people do is they are only after the, the fun thing that they yeah, want the to shiny. do, the shiny things. And the reality, the more experienced you are, someone needs to do the dirty work. But the, after with experience, you can turn that dirty work or boring work into something that's actually really challenging. I personally used to hate to do migrations. They're super boring, long. Uh, I'm not really excited about them, and I actually talk about them because they're super challenging. How do you do a migration without anyone seeing what's happening yep. and those kind of things? So these are the two biggest, big, big, biggest pieces of advice. And the final one is just keep check, get to know yourself, and figure out what makes you motivated and what mm -hmm. makes you demotivated. Mm -hmm. Usually, sometimes you feel down and you don't know why you're thinking of you know, just leaving this whole thing or calling in sick. But if you figure out why that was, maybe you just didn't like working alone all day or you just hate it when you pair with this person. Mm -hmm. Once you figure those things out, you can actually start to be a bit more strategic about doing pairing things that give you motivation mm -hmm. or trying to do mm -hmm. more of those mm -hmm. things and doing less things that what you mm -hmm. don't. Mm -hmm. When someone, came, once one of the people on my team came to me, we, I like to probe people and ask them, what is the, the thing that, that, what does a bad day look to you when, when you're really uh, just, you know, wish you could go home or just have a good day and yeah. some, some people told me that they just really don't like working on this code base and we, we dug deeper and it turns out that they just didn't like a certain part of it. Mm -hmm. So that was great because they actually now figured out how they could fix it. And also you have some information of, mm -hmm. of, of uh, how you can help this person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you have these three things, focus, mm -hmm. focus, uh, trying out new things and figuring mm -hmm. out what you like and you don't like, mm -hmm. you'll be set up for success. Mm -hmm. And a lot of time, even you might not be able to change the whole company, mm -hmm. but I can guarantee that you can, you can change your team. Mm -hmm. You can change your, your small environment. And there are no such, there's no such thing as great companies. There are great teams. And companies who have more great teams than not. <laughs> no great company, yeah. All right. It's very interesting, apparently, that the first thing and also the third is somewhat very much about knowing yourself. And I would just like to add that uh, kind of like I love the idea that every kind of situation what you are in is, is the result of how did you decide, how did you own the problems you are facing or faced previously. So yeah, problems won't run away. This is, I think, uh, something I've heard as well. So if you don't like your environment, going to somewhere else, well, it won't solve it. So you have to own the change, apparently, and be responsible for the change. And yep, so great three ideas. I really like it. All right, so uh, let's switch side a bit. Mm -hmm. um, if you're a manager, appointed as a manager, mm -hmm. and you see that, uh, that this environment is not really happening, what can you do? What can, how, how can you foster to have an, a learning environment within a team, within teams of teams? What can you do? What's your job to, to have it? So the first thing I think as a manager that you need to do, regardless of what the environment is, is you just really want to get to know the people, to understand mm -hmm. what their motivations are, mm -hmm. what their strengths are, and what their weaknesses is. Because 
when you, as a manager, I, I like to think of myself more as a, a coach, someone who helps people and we're on the same team. Uh, your, your goal will be to help these people get the most out of the situation. There will be some tough times where if you know the people's motivation, you can help them focus on what, what, mm -hmm. what they love about this mm -hmm. thing. And, and there might be some times where you just don't need to do anything and people will be just, just happy, uh, etc. So first thing is just spend a bit of, bit of time with that. Once you know, you can, you can custom tailor right. all of these things. The second thing that you as a manager can do is feedback. It's hard to say, hey, I want you guys to, or, or I want the team, everyone in the team to help each other and get more feedback, et cetera, without setting an example. I really believe in that. So first thing first, you should help people and you should help them grow. Okay. So the easiest way to go is to start giving frequent feedback, specific right. feedback, actionable feedback. There's a lot of different ways you can do, but my preferred way is to, when you see something that could but well, mm -hmm. both when it was something great that they did or something mm -hmm. that could be improved, mm -hmm. uh, give that feedback, see mm -hmm. how they react to it and mm -hmm. build that trust where, where they mm -hmm. know that they can count on you mm -hmm. to help them. Mm -hmm. And also, if you're, if you're a hands-on manager, meaning you, you know, you've been a developer, especially quite recently, so new managers have this advantage, uh, you can step in and mentor those people, especially mm -hmm. when they're more juniors, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. can start mm -hmm. to, to help them become better. Okay. And once you figure out how you can give feedback and mm -hmm. how you can help others grow, Mm -hmm. You don't want to scale this. So mm -hmm. often, what I do is when I when I work with experienced engineers on my team, and they're we're mm -hmm. talking about how they can get better. Mm -hmm. One of my go-to places is, well, maybe you could help other more junior engineers get better. And then I mentor them or I coach them to to how on um, what we just talked about how to give good feedback, mm -hmm. how to have one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. So uh, mm -hmm. on, on my team, uh, mm -hmm. experienced or senior engineers often mm -hmm. have one-on-ones with less experienced engineers. Mm -hmm. And then I talk with them. I, I ask them how did it go. Uh, and I'll, I'll, sometimes I also just chat with the other party as well. And I try to help them. It's a bit, I, I guess this is your specialty now where we're going to the coaching, but coaching uh, developers on, on, on the team to be great mentors. Okay. So it's about mentorship. You are, you are... Mentorship. And yeah. if, you, if you can start this environment, no matter mm -hmm. what environment it is, but if your team becomes an environment where people mentor each other, uh, this thing will hopefully spread. Now there are organizations where this is a given. So when I when I joined Uber, it was already pretty common for people to mentor across mm -hmm. the organization. Mm -hmm. It's not the case everywhere, but you can always start. Nothing is stopping yep. you as a manager yep. to to create this environment. And I can tell you, word will get out, and people will start to reach out, uh, work with other teams. Yep. So you have nothing to lose. Yep. At some point, it's so it's going to be so visible that no one can basically ignore it that this is happening in the company. And and one yep. big thing, which is I I don't. But putting my manager hat on, one of the best ways I found for people to stick around for in your team or in your company is when they feel they're growing. Now they really feel when they're growing when they feel heard and they and they have access to mentors. So by doing this, if nothing else, you're going to have a team where people stay. The work, yes. people want to join this team. Yes. And as as you said, uh, so some some of your peers or or in the manager team, they might come around asking, "What what are you doing? What's going on? Why are we having so low attrition?" Again, yeah. it's not a guarantee, and you'll have certain situations. Yeah. But it's just a better place to work. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I would caution against is, uh, which happens in some typically non-tech companies, is when people look at this. Time of here's an engineer's time. It's a box of eight hours, and I mm -hmm. need to know what they're doing in every single hour. It often mm -hmm. happens with consultancies, and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So one of the reasons people really turn from these places, and again, I've talked with a couple of people, mentorship is actually discouraged because they're thinking or, yes. or pairing yes. that this is a really bad use of people's time. Again, yes. going back to the original thing, it's it's not binary. Yes. And yes. 
there's a different school of thought, but I, I firmly believe that you want to invest in, in uh, this area and, and create the space and a little bit of of maybe inefficiency for initial few weeks until people can become a lot more efficient on the long term. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, also, would like to point out that this is this is pretty much about becoming a master in in your in what you're doing, because. Teaching something is giving you a new perspective because you have to understand so well what you're dealing with that even you become better while mentoring. It's, it's not about not only about the relationship between people, not about building a great culture, but also how you understand more, more profound in more profound ways of what your, what your, your code base, uh, how you are working, what's the business, because you have to teach it. So yeah, it's, exactly. It's, it's a big, big motivation. It's, and, it's and also big. one of the reasons it's, it's really important. If you if you aim to say like I want to be this amazing engineer that you know there's some fellows at Google or, or Microsoft or whatnot who yeah. who, who who write uh, all sorts of very interesting things and sound really smart. Frankly, uh, what they did is, is they did a lot of teaching initially within the company. But one of the biggest hurdles I see when it comes to experienced engineers is I. As we push them well, if you're a really experienced engineer working at a great company, you should really be able to contribute to the industry, go to, yeah. let's say, speak at events or write posts. Now, to do that, you need to be a great teacher. If you're a great teacher, this is really easy. But to prepare for that, just start teaching small. Don't, I'm not saying go out and blog or speak at conferences. Just try to explain to the, to the junior person next to you or the bit more experienced person how this works and figure out and ask them afterwards, hey, how did I do? Did it make sense? Yep. Did, did, you, did you learn or do you have some feedback from me? Yep. I think no one's born to be a teacher at the initial point. It, it's always a learning process. Yeah. We, so, we all start at the same place. Yep. So it's all about practice. And yeah, you have to decide your goals. Yep. So you have to decide your goals. If, if you would like to be a, a very good fellow at any of these companies, then you need to do, you, you, are, you are going to uh, learn about how to do this teaching, about mentoring, and well, no one born as one. And you get to know yourself. And ultimately, you know yourself. Yep, that's it. I think we had fun. <laughs> this was a really, really great conversation. All right, so next time, please join for the next session if you have time. We guarantee it's going to be similar. And if you have any kind of comments or you just want to express your opinion, then please just leave a comment below the video. And well, see you next time. See you next time.